Okay, we're recording now. Hi! Welcome <laughs> to Conversations in Comfy, Comfy Pants. I'm Clara. Uh, and I'm not Clara. <laughs> She's Alex. Yeah. Woohoo! Hi. Uh, hello. Welcome back to another episode yeah of conversations and Pants. i got the second in the loop i know <laughs> okay we're, we're, we're in a perpetual we're just gonna welcome ah. the entire episode is just gonna be us welcoming oh, no. you to the episode and we don't a, actually get to be a anything. nightmare okay well. it's not don't turn it off please. yeah please hang with us. Stay with us we're starting to get the pyramid oh yeah i know yes. we yeah. got things we got things to get to before we get to the pyramid you can't just jump in like that don't no. be crazy <laughs> wouldn't be like us actually get to the point right away no, people stay to listen <laughs> they think our show was taken over by raccoons yes <laughs> government raccoons that put us on a schedule <laughs> who are very strict schedule who willy-nilly like yeah. we normally are <laughs> but we do have a Correction. Okay. That was brought to my attention. Was it me? No. It should have been. <laughs> no one. It was. I'm a last cause. It was. I think it was just an offhanded <laughs> remark Uh-oh. that one of us made. Um, oh boy. But it was the age of Monica Lewinsky. She was. Oh, not that was me. Eighteen. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> she was not eighteen when she, she met was the young, president. Though, she is was young. That was what 20- I meant. Two. Uh-oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, I, I should have written it she down. Was 20, she was 22 when she started as an intern, and then she <sighs> got, um, the whole thing happened when she was 24. But still, she was just, just, just a child. I mean, the other thing, too, is that, okay, yep, she's 22. He was 49, so he's obviously the creep. But also, someone with that kind of power is showing you, you, an intern in the White House with no power. Yeah. That kind of attention. Yeah. I just feel like... I And I think in, what was that? The 90s sometime, I Mm -hmm. can't remember when, but... Mid-90s? Mid-90s. It was such a time to be like, oh, it was her fault. She, yeah, that was the... She was the hero. That was, that was the Where that now was the it's thing. like, It no. was her beret. He's... <laughs> it always is. It's always the Berets beret. Berets get me every time. <laughs> but, like, he had all this power, but still it's her fault. She's mm-hmm. the one. Yeah. Yeah, so... She was young, that's she all. She was young. But thank you for the correction. You're welcome. <laughs> We were gonna we were gonna try to find a guy to come in and do the corrections, <laughs> yeah. um, and we were, you know, going back and forth in names. We were gonna do like you know corrections, Connor. Yeah. Um, I mean, my personal favorite one was uh-huh. the one that I came up with. Um, yeah, obviously, was um, mansplaining Marcus. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say corrections, Copper, which is your cat. Oh yes. But Cor- then corrections, Copper works too because she's cranky. She's mad at me for some reason, and I don't know why. <laughs> Because of Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I was thinking it should be Copper the Corrections Captain. No. <laughs> oh, and he's got a little hat. Oh, <laughs> and he tips it. Pardon me. It's a correction. <laughs> tips his hat. You ignorant swine. <laughs> Yep, that's it. Um, what else? What else is new? What else do we have to, have to talk about? Oh, I don't think anything. Uh, oh wait, I did have a few things that I was gonna try and remember. Oh, I feel like this week, possibly, 
<laughs> Sometime in the last few weeks. Um, some big boys died in the killer world. Phil Spector, didn't he die? Yes. There's something about him Phil, happened. Phil Spector died, yes. which I think we're going to do an episode on him and Robert to. Durst. Yes. Kind of do those those two. He died. And then yeah. so did, I forget his first name, but his last name's Little. He, like, has killed most people. And, it like, he got away with it for a long time because they were all sex workers and stuff. And then they caught him and he drew a lot. He, like, drew perfect oh. pictures of them. He's like, I don't know their name, but I can draw them. Okay. He just died of COVID. This oh. could be last week. Could Dang. be the week before, possibly. <laughs> we already done another podcast. Don't know when they record. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, that's uh, good riddance. Yeah. Inauguration was yesterday? Yes. Wait, yes, it was. Today's Thursday. I don't know what day it is. It was yesterday. Uh, T-Pain got pardoned, though, first. So Lil Wayne. Oh, Lil Wayne. That's Lil Wayne. Wayne. Weezy <laughs> got uh, pardoned. Uh, thank so. God for that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to cut that beat. <laughs> I don't have anything else got, to say. I've got nothing besides the inauguration was yesterday. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> um, and then also in true crime news, did you send it to me or did I send it to you? That Sharky? Um, I sent it to you. You sent it to me. Yeah. That the coroner, I assume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the coroner um, said that she was strangled. Yep. Died of uh, strangulation. Yeah. So. <coughs> Husband did it. <coughs> Husband. Excuse me. <laughs> it's a serious case of the husband did it over yeah. here. Yeah. Right in the throat. Mm-hmm. Conveniently, we're back she got there. strangled. <laughs> that was a bad joke. We did it though. I, I, I said it. I said it. I, I, it got past the filter. <laughs> and oh, and yeah. on to the podcast. <laughs> what else? What is else is going on? <laughs> Sorry. I don't even know. Do you have anything? No. I've got nothing of, you know, importance to um, discuss. Oh, I do. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> you sound kind so, of So, I know. I just we got gonna, mad all over that we again. we were going to, like, move on, and you were going to be like, no. No. I have something. I'm mad at you because we haven't discussed it before. Uh-oh. You told me this week, not even on the pod. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> After we'd talked extensively. All we talked about last week was raccoons. And she, people, she has the audacity to say to me, oh, did you know I had a pet raccoon? I was like, pardon me. Because no, I didn't. Because how did it not come up? Because we've talked about raccoons on almost every episode. Almost. And even in just like our day-to-day life. Yes. (laughs) Like, honestly, (laughs) raccoons are too, I'm mad. Go on, explain yourself. <laughs> Do you say explain yourself? Like raccoon explain? <laughs> I think I might have on accident. Raccoon explain yourself. <laughs> it was not on purpose unless it was funny. I nailed it. Nailed it. Um, yeah, no. So when I was younger, uh, my dad <laughs> yeah. wouldn't let me get a dog or a cat. Sure. Um, and so I had a, I had a cat that was a stray. Um, <laughs> so a raccoon? <laughs> or was it just a straight possum? <laughs> <laughs> so I had a cat and then she died because she got hit by a car. Oh, um, well, see, that's why you can't have cats. And then, hey, don't say, I have two right now. I mean, you couldn't have cats. That are fully alive. They're fine. Everything's um, fine. Fully alive. They're fully alive. Um, 
So I was like, I asked my dad if we could get a dog or, or a cat. Sure. And he goes, no, because you're only here every other week. Um, spoilies, my parents are divorced. <laughs> we um, already know from the Christmas episode. Oh, yes, the Christmas episode. <laughs> um, so he's like, no, you're only here every other week. And then I'm going to be the one taking care of the dog all the time. And I, he didn't have time to do that because he was working. I mean, he, owned, he owned a store. and I'm going to be honest, it's a fair argument. I mean, <laughs> looking back on it now, I'm like... Dad, you had a point. Um, I see where you're coming <laughs> yep, from. Yeah, makes sense. But at the time, I was just like, Bleh. fine, I'll adopt fine. a raccoon. That's what I did. <laughs> I rebelled and adopted a raccoon and his fan, the raccoon family. Oh, the whole fam. What the a- whole fam. So did um, you feed the raccoon? No, I couldn't get close to them <laughs> because you. my dad was afraid. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> because they're horrifying. they're mean. Um, but I could watch them from fear. afar. Okay, so you um, had raccoons in they, your yard going through your trash. Yes. Well, they did actually right. break into our house once. And, oh. um, <laughs> and um, They picked the lock with little bobby pins. Well, my dad left the door open, <laughs> okay. so it wasn't really like a true B&E, if you will. I mean, they are um, little robbers. They've got and But they, they stole um, my dad's cereal. What, Cheerios? What are we talking? Yeah. yeah. They, like, grabbed the bag of Cheerios and, like, ran out. <laughs> and then was sitting in the lawn just, like, shoveling, like, handfuls of Cheerios into their face until my dad caught them. And, um, and what? Yelled at them and they ran away. Did he eat the remainder of his Cheerios? No. But my dad, you know, threw away the Cheerios and was, like, dang it. And then they went through your trash later. They're, like, thanks for making it easier. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, well, that's also how I had frederick oh yeah i know about frederick because you know this is what happens when you don't let a child have pets because you don't want to take care of the woodland creatures (laughs) (laughs) like that's you're basically a disney princess at this point oh i was yeah so that's that's (laughs) okay well now that it's all out in the open you're forgiven (laughs) now now that everybody knows about my family of raccoons Whole family, not just one. Emma's girl. What were the their names? Babies were so cute, though. Raccoon babies. Raccoon babies are just Yo. so cute because they're they look like little normal. tiny bandits. Yeah, they're little like teeny tiny. You know, their eyes are you know Beady. they don't they don't have like a um, a defined mask, mm-hmm. so it's like you know their face is just kind of all black. Oh. Um, fluffy. And they're so fluffy and they're <laughs> so uncoordinated <laughs> that it's hysterical. That's the best. Like one time we were watching. Um, it was like the mom raccoon was like, you know, walking across our um, our lawn. They left a like a line, yeah, indent in the grass of their path. <laughs> and so she was walking across, and then like two of her babies were following her. And there's this little like you know, third one who you could tell was a little the runt the runt he was kind of like <laughs> falling all over the place and like being like oh squirrel <laughs> like very like not paying attention to his surroundings okay. and just kind of falling all over the place um and then when all of them got into the you know the hedge mm-hmm. that little raccoon was still in our lawn just kind of like where'd everybody go what's going on um the mom comes running out of the hedge picks up the baby by by his scruff and then runs it's like stop dilly dally. <laughs> You're grounded. So, anyway. Yes, well, that's, that's kind of cute. I've never seen a baby raccoon. They're cute. The babies are cute. I did have a family of raccoons. Did I say this already? Living under my porch in a house I lived in 
when I lived in Bellingham. I know you told me, but I don't know if you mentioned it on the podcast before. Well, they used to chase me. Like, I would have to sprint to my car and or not leave <laughs> in the dark. Because they would chase me and they were very scary. Well, they're, they're good. And they have rabies. And people hands. And people, they have full <laughs> thumbs. They have full functioning thumbs it's and like I'm that, not comfortable with it's it. It's like that video I sent you or the, the gif of the rack like, <laughs> taking a giant a scoop of caffeine yes. and running away. That's what I was envisioning with your dad just... Your dad's Cheerios. Yeah, that's like, essentially what happened. <laughs> he like grabs a bunch and then runs. Like you're not even still in sight view. <laughs> Nobody can see me. <laughs> but the cats are like also at the bowl. It's very, I don't know. I'm just raccoons, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. Gotta love the raccoons. Okay, well. I think that's all. I think that's it. Okay. I can't think of any. I had something. I think I did, but I don't you gotta remember. Gotta write it down. I know. Notes it. <laughs> um, it's just so much work. I know. One one word on the all <laughs> note app. <laughs> well, if I do that, then I'm going to be like, what? <laughs> Why? Why? Um, Why do I want to talk about raccoons again? <laughs> because <laughs> always. No, I actually put his full name, Ricky Raccoon, which yeah. you told me. Ricky Raccoon and his wife Rhonda. Rhonda and Ricky. Rhonda and Ricky and the babies. I never named babies because that's crazy at that point. Yeah, that's Ricky that's, and Rhonda's yeah. job. That's none of your business. You take care of your brood. I'm not yeah. gonna call them by the wrong name. I'm sorry. Anyway, what are we talking about today, Clara? <laughs> oh. God. Uh, if you were one of the maybe three people that made it to the end of last week's episode <laughs> before we completely lost it and uh anyways we talked about Harrison did what to the economy I don't remember <laughs> I don't care no one tell me <laughs> he ruined it ruined it um we talked about this Amazing pyramid that do you remember her name off? Yeah, the top? Abby. Of course you do. Abby made um, that is basically like the higher well, it's like an upside down food pyramid, mm-hmm. so it's a top kind of. Yeah. So the pointy ends at the bottom, and the higher you get, the more like detached from base, reality. Yeah, thank you. That's a much better word. Detached yeah. from reality that you get, and so we're gonna start at the very bottom of that triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, and talk about, we just picked, two. we each picked one, yeah, so two things that were um, from the list in the bottom triangle that we're mm-hmm. going to talk about today. Yeah, and if there's one that we missed that you want us to talk about, we can always revisit. Yeah. If you don't mind. Tell us. And then for future ones, too. Uh, we yeah. posted it on last week's Instagram post, so take a look at it. And yeah. slide into our DMs. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing to say. What's up? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> okay, so... Do I'll go first? Okay. Okay. Because I think yours happened before mine. If we're going chrono, 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 chronologically, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the thing about yours is I don't know about it. So yeah. I'm very excited. Ooh. Okay. So I'm gonna set up the story a little bit. Okay. Saddle in. It before I say what it is. Okay. Even though you know. I mean, I well, they don't know what it is. No. We haven't okay. said it. Here we go. In 1953, a young boy called Eric Olson gets told that his father jumped or fell from a 10th floor hotel room uh, while on a project as an employee of the Office of Scientific Intelligence of the CIA. 
The family was shocked, obviously, <laughs> but they had no choice but to accept what they were told. His mother didn't object when um, they when the family was told that given the conditions of her husband's body, the family members shouldn't view it. Um, because he fell from 10 stories, mm. probably not looking his best. Yeah. So they, being the CIA, had taken liberty to ID the body. Um, and the funeral would be held with a closed casket. Um, and so basically the death went unquestioned for 20 years. Fade to black. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in the back of your mind, but Kay. we're moving on. Okay. Okay. We're moving forward. Uh, different subject. No, it's not. MK Ultra, <laughs> aka the CIA mind control program, uh, is what we're talking about. So, this is the code name given to a program that was set up to conduct experiments on humans that were designed and undertaken by the USCA CIA. Some of which were illegal. Mm. Do they talk about what MK means in MK Ultra? They did, but I did not. <laughs> they, the internet okay. did, but I did not. Google it. Uh, yes, Google it yourself. <laughs> uh, these experiments on humans were intended to identify and further develop drugs and procedures to be used in interrogations. Mm-hmm. The operation was officially authorized in 1953. Um, it was reduced in 64 and officially halted in 1973. Mm-hmm. So the program used illegal methods, including the use of U.S. and Canadian citizens um, who were sometimes unaware that they were being experimented on, which is great. Um, It used numerous methods to manipulate its subjects' mental states and brain function. So basically, they were trying to figure out a way to manipulate and control the brain, which seems... It seems hard, yet fascinating at the same time. Yeah. Because brain is such a... It's a vast place. Yeah. It's vast. And so unknown. But yet known, because it knows things. Because it's the brain. <gasps> ah, we're stuck in a loop again! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Every time you keep saying loop, I'm immediately thinking of Westworld, because Brian and I just started watching it on <gasps> HBO. Oh, I haven't watched it all. I'll have to watch it so we can talk about it. <laughs> So anyway, every time you keep saying loop, I'm like thinking of Westworld. Oh, okay. I'll watch it all tonight. Don't worry. I'm not going on. (laughs) Techniques included oftentimes sneaking high doses of LSD and other chemicals into drinks or whatever, into their body somehow. roofing people. Roofing people. Okay. Also, with LSD, though, like, you don't just black out. You just... Literally out of this world. There's rabbits. <laughs> eating, coming out of me. Okay, also electroshock. It's a raccoon. <laughs> coming out of Abraham Lincoln's hat. <laughs> oh, no. Abraham Lincoln's ratatouille again. <laughs> okay. So anyways, they roofie him with LSD. Also, roofies are bad, too, but LSD, it's like, also very scary. Both of them are. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, electroshock. <laughs> they also <laughs> used electroshock, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation, verbal and sexual abuse, as well as other forms of to- torture. Are you sure you didn't just research Guantanamo Bay? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> 
I may have spelled it wrong. Okay. M- Guantanamo. <laughs> MK Guantanamo. <laughs> um, research was undertaken at more than 80 institutes, including college and universities, hospitals, prisons, and pharmaceutical companies. Always those prisons. And those pharmaceutical companies. Always the pharmies. Um, and oftentimes they use other organizations as fronts. I bet if Martin Shkreli was alive back then, he would have been like involved somehow. Can, can you tell by my face? I don't you, know. You who don't that know is. Who Martin. Sh- well, I'll do. A, I will talk about. Give me Mr. a two, a two sentence. He's just wrap a, up. He's known as the pharma bro. Oh, that's all you that's need, all to, I need know. to know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, why? Why are they doing these why? things? The project began. During a time where the CIA and all of the U.S. and, I don't know, maybe all the world, they were at, like, basically the height of its fear of communism. So everywhere but Russia. And China. Which, yeah, China. <laughs> Why do I forget about China? Uh, small. <laughs> Nobody lives there. <laughs> nothing, both, comes, nothing comes from yeah, China nothing anyway. Nothing comes from China. <laughs> nothing comes from China. <laughs> I'm sorry, China. We, we love your stuff. You make we, great we, stuff. You make great, great products. <laughs> Big fan. Big fan of China. Big fan of China. But not too Sponsor big of a fan. China. Oh, no. We're going to end up on a list. I know. Oh, boy. Okay. My house is... <laughs> sensitive episode no nobody in the cia or the fbi listen (laughs) you know who i'm talking to you specifically turn it off now okay the u.s had lost its nuclear monopoly and the cia counterintelligence chief believed that there was a mole in the organization at the highest level not a raccoon a government mole. mole. (laughs) even worse they're underground okay the aim was they're blind He'd be fine under the hat. <laughs> he wouldn't care at all. He'd be right at home. That was lovely. <laughs> I thought I was in a hole. Ooh. Okay. The, the aim was to develop mind-controlling drugs for the use against specifically the Soviet bloc. So why and how did they believe that this was something that was even possible? You ask. I, <laughs> I heard. Was it the tip of my tongue? <laughs> so this was a response to rumors that the Soviet Union and North Korea used mind control techniques on U.S. POWs during the Korean War. Ooh. So basically, 20 years of sneaky squirrel torture because of some <laughs> hot goss. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if that was still a thing? It probably it, is. It might be. <laughs> to be honest. Take that back. It probably still is. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the CIA got super jelly mm. and obsessed because they were sure. Typical CIA. Classic CIA. <laughs> because they were sure that there was a way to control the human mind. And if it can be, if it can be found this way to control the human mind, the prize will be nothing less than global mastery. That's not frightening. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so MK Ultra was a top secret program of experiments in a mind control in in just mind control um, that used its basic formula doses of LSD. They wanted to discover how much a person could take if there was a breaking point and if there was a dose so massive that it would shatter the mind and blast away consciousness, 
leaving a void into which new impulses or even new personalities could be implanted. That's just called being on LSD. Yeah. Precisely. That's just called... Yeah, but they're they're trying to be able to control it, basically. Oh, so they can tell you who to be. If they have a world leader and they put some LSD in his wine, he's going to be like, yo, do whatever you want. (laughs) Just hanging out over drinks. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I just did. Okay, so the, the goal was to figure out their own way to develop the mind control to manipulate foreign leaders Mm. with these techniques. So they wanted Uh, to be able to control it. Because I feel like, well, I'll talk about it actually in just a second. Frightening. The CIA poured millions of dollars into studies examining ways to influence and control the mind and to enhance its ability to, ability to extract information from resistant subjects during negotiations and interrogations. Mm. <clears throat> so, why is it mainly LSD that's associated with MKUltra? Yeah, Clara, why? Thank you for asking. I'll tell you. Okay, <laughs> I spelled this out phonetically. Bear with me. Lysergic acid, okay. ditholamine, aka LSD. Oh. Thank you. Is a popular psychedelic drug. Ooh. As Alex knows. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Let me tell you. <laughs> She's the resident LSD expert. I'm no, just no. kidding. I've never done drugs. <laughs> not LSD, certainly. Certainly not, no. You we would I would know if you had. Yes, Clara. Because Clara. This drug binds to specific brain cell receptors and alters how the brain responds to serotonin. Oh. Which serotonin is... Don't have a lot of that. (laughs) (laughs) I got that. Pharmaceutical serotonin. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, but (laughs) serotonin, for those of you who are not medicated to get some, is a neurotransmitter that regulates emotions, moods, and perception. It's supposed to be occurring naturally. (laughs) I've heard it's great. I've heard it's fabulous. (laughs) So, by binding to these receptors, LSD modifies neural pathways, which can produce visual hallucinations and alter the perceptions of their surroundings, um, interfering with mood, motor control, sensory perception, hunger, body temperature, as well as their sense of sound and time. Mm -hmm. So... Being able to interfere with it, basically, their moods can be from really happy to, like, really mad immediately. Oh, so kind of like going into, like, manic Yeah, episodes. from what I understand of that. Um, and so being able to control that okay. and kind of, like, aim where their mood's going. Oh, okay. Is what they were doing. They know what LSD does. Yeah, yeah. it alters your mood, but being able to control it, I think, was... Um, the point but so when this system the brain (laughs) the the system being the brain is disrupted by taking LSD it can cause profound distortions in the user's perception and reality users see images hear sounds and feel sensations that seem real to them even though they're not so first off (laughs) they're giving LSD to people who don't know that they're getting LSD can you imagine just all of a sudden, you look out the window and you're in frickin' space or whatever. Oh my, that would be terrifying. Yeah. Or the raccoons start talking to you. Or they break in the window. 
and eat you alive. I don't know. It sounds that's horrifying. That's terrifying if you don't know that it's happening. Yes. It's Can one you imagine? Thing to, like know what you're getting yourself into. It's another thing completely. To so just like, like, hold on. Wait a minute. What's happening? That's a moose. Did you see that? Did you see <laughs> Norma? Wait a second. Are you a moose? Honey. <laughs> Are you a moose? Honey turns into a full moose. Okay, but also, like, it's kind of like if I, I mean, I don't know anything about any other drugs, so, but researching that one, if I had to come up with a drug with um, that maybe... I could use that and tweak it a little bit to use mm. to my advantage. It'd probably be that one, right? Yeah. I mean, with no other effects on any other drugs. I mean, I know that a lot of um, <clears throat> like artists and mm. writers, um, any cr- the creative types, yes. would use LSD to kind of yes. get into a creative space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did see a. Sorry, if you weren't finished. No, I was done. Uh, I did see, like, a, uh, I guess it was a CAT scan. You know, you can see what parts of the brain are oh, activated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when someone was on LSD, the whole bad boy was lit up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's lit. It's lit. <laughs> um, so, yes. But after the initial effects begin to subside, the user can suffer from acute anxiety or mm-hmm. depression. Mm-hmm. Many users also experience flashbacks for days or even months just after one use only. Yeah. Um, The flashbacks typically follow a short-term reversible and benign course and are often often accompanied by pleasant feelings. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, that was fine. (laughs) That was nice. They're not a significant concern. However, there is a condition called hallucinogen persisting perception disorder or HPPD that can be caused by the that can be caused by the use of LSD and it's similar in the way that they have flashbacks um, but it's dangerous and scary well, yeah <laughs> and it's long-term and irreversible um, the impairment associated can be so severe that many individuals are unable to adapt to living with these long-lasting re- reoccurring trips, and many need consistent treatment to overcome pervasive symptoms associated with it. Oh, jeez. And it's all, it can also end up developing into long-lasting drug-induced psychiatric disorder, mm. super similar to schizophrenia. Oh, okay. So, in fact, they use the same, like, anti- Hallucinogenic? The same thing that blocks hallucinogenic effects from using LSD. They use the same drug for schizophrenic patients. Oh. Because essentially you're doing the same thing. Exactly. So you're basically giving yourself schizophrenia, which is horrifying. That's terrifying. Or the CIA gave it to you without you knowing. Thank you. Thank you. So what I'm saying, LSD is a bad drug. Um... And that's just really tick. I just can't get over someone sneaking, the government sneaking LSD yeah. into my drink. How dare you? At least buy me dinner first. <laughs> so that's my lesson on LSD. In 1975, so 20 years after it started, okay. MK Ultra, it's 22 years, MK Ultra was brought to public attention. Via the church committee. So, basically, the Senate selected a committee to study government operations with 
respect to intelligence activities. And they called it the church committee, which I feel like maybe should be its own episode. Yeah. Because (laughs) obviously somebody knew it was going. you have picked a better name? (laughs) (laughs) The Sneaky Squirrel Trickster Committee. Yeah. (laughs) Committee of Squirrels. Government squirrels. Government squirrels. <laughs> no, they're so cute. No. We've got most raccoons and squirrels up in here. <laughs> okay. Anyways. The committee, uh, the committee report, no, sorry. The no, no, committee's report revealed to the public for the first time that the CIA and the DOD had conducted experiments on both unknowing and willing human subjects as part of an extensive program to find out how to influence and control Human behavior through the use of psychoactive drugs like LSD, mescaline, don't know what that is, and other chemicals, biological and psychological means. Hmm. They also revealed that one subject, Frank Olson, had died (gasps) after administration (gasps) of LSD. That name sounds familiar. We flash back to the young boy at the beginning of the story. The lights come back up. (laughs) Act two. <laughs> okay, so a part of this report um, referenced a scientist who had died via jumping or falling out of a ten-story window in a hotel. Mm-hmm. So Eric Olson, who was the kid at the, the beginning, mm-hmm. exactly, his father Frank Olson, he didn't know that he was a part of obviously anything weird. Yeah. Because he was like five, I think, when he died. So when he read that report, he's like what? 25 at the time. And he's like, wait a second. <laughs> that sounds familiar. And also this part uh, is in a documentary. I, I read an article. I didn't watch the documentary, but um, called Wormwood. Yeah. On Netflix. <clears throat> I watched the first like three um, episodes. It was mm-hmm. good. I'd mm-hmm. recommend it. It's interesting. Watch it. Watch it. So, anyways, um, so Eric Olson's father, Frank Olson, had a long history with the U.S. government, um, and he had contributed to many secret schemes. (laughs) His specialty was, ready, the airborne distribution of biological germs. I'm sorry, airborne? COVID. (gasps) No, just kidding. No, he had developed a range of lethal aerosols in handheld containers disguised as shaving cream and insect repellent, um, which actually contained other agents like staph, a crippling food poison, and even anthrax. Cute. He also had fun ideas that he was working on, which included a cigarette lighter that gave out an almost instant lethal gas. A lipstick that would kill on contact, and a pocket spray that induced pneumonia to asthma sufferers. Great. Nice. I've had pneumonia, and pneumonia is terrible. Nice guy. He's just a stand up citizen. <clears throat> so, we'll I'll be the president of the Frank Olson fan club. <laughs> we'll get shirts. <laughs> Yay. And our merch will be lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> and a cigarette lighter. And a cigarette lighter. <laughs> um, and anthrax. <laughs> Duh. Okay. I mean, that's at the premium level, people. <clears throat> yeah, you have to pay $10 for that. Okay, so uh, this... Um, 
He got a fast friendship with, here's another great title, the CIA's chief poison maker. I'm sorry, that's a title? That's his title. Chief poison maker. Is an old woman, like, you know, with a cauldron? <laughs> it's just a witch. <laughs> just with a cauldron? Yes, it is. I have nuked something of that. I need more fingernails. <laughs> No. <laughs> it's this guy. I'm, I moved on because I don't know how to say his name. Oh. But I'm so going to say. He's a warlock. Okay, cool. The warlock. <laughs> it's Gottlieb. Gottlieb, okay. Like got milk? Gottlieb? <laughs> that's not what I'm going with. Yes, that's right. He's a bad guy. I don't care if it's right. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway. You mispronounce your name. <laughs> he's probably dead, also. Okay, so Gottlieb takes. Um, Olsen kind of under his wing. He takes him to a CIA safe house in Germany. Um, and there, Olsen witnessed horrific, brutal interrogations on a regular basis. Oh, exciting times. Prisoners who were considered expendable. What? Which uh, would be like moles or spies or security leaks were literally interrogated to death uh, in experimental methods. The best way to die. Ah, uh, you know. Uh, they... This might kill you. We're not sure. <laughs> oh, but that one worked. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> uh, they would combine drugs, hypnosis, and torture to attempt to master brainwashing and memory erasing. So we can see we're well on our way. <clears throat> um. Also, isn't that what the Nazis did? And this is, I think so. Oh, no. Okay. So just before Thanksgiving in 1953, Olsen was invited by Gottlieb mm-hmm. to a retreat um, that he, that Gottlieb went to every few months with CIA scientists from the technical services staff, a.k.a. the people that run MKUltra. Okay. And five army... So four of them, and five army scientists from the Special Operations Division of the Chemical Corporation. Mm -hmm. So at this time, in 1953, only two dozen men know the truth about MKUltra, and nine of them were at this retreat. Ooh. Quote-unquote retreat. Like, let's be honest. (laughs) You're sitting around a campfire, making friendship bracelets. Oh, my Lord. So they came... Together to discuss projects and exchange ideas. Um, on the Thursday of that weekend, though, the group gathered for dinner and drinks. Woo! He did buy dinner first. And Gottlieb's deputy gave everybody a glass of this fancy wine. Like, that's LSD. super generous. Thank you so much, Gottlieb's deputy. Gottlieb. After 20 minutes, Gottlieb was like... Is anybody feeling weird? (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Super weird. We're in space. (laughs) No, Mr. Moose. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a full steak? If not, (laughs) then yes. Um, Yeah. so, yep, they said they were. <laughs> and Gottlieb was like, oh, it's because I spiked your drinks with LSD. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Company <laughs> retreat! <laughs> and everyone was super mad. <laughs> and especially uh, Olsen. So, 
But soon they were carried away into like this hallucinatory world. They were all like clutching the table, (laughs) looking both ways. (laughs) <laughs> but Gottlieb was quoted in saying that everybody loved it. Oh, yeah. It was a great time. Uh, they were having a great sure. time. But one person who was there, uh, not Os- Ol- not Olsen, but okay, I didn't write it down. Some other dude. He was like, <laughs> but he was drugged. He's, he called it the most frightening experience I've ever had or ever hoped to have. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. I bet. Uh-huh. Um, Olsen never returned quite the same after the LSD trip. And I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the trick LSD trip. <laughs> the, uh, the non-consensual LSD trip. But he knew too much, um, and he was kind of coming unhinged. Oh, geez. So, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. He knew most, if not all, of the special operations division secrets, um, and he had brought home photos from that horror house in Germany, <laughs> which like hold on, let me get my camera. <laughs> and it's not like he could sneak it with his phone. It was like <laughs> like flash. <laughs> it's one of those old tiny yeah. cameras that you gotta set up. Yeah. Goes, <laughs> yeah. You get like one picture, and it's in sepia. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like some guy twitching on the ground (laughs) oh boy okay (laughs) he was also one of the few people who entered a french village when it had been mysteriously seized by mass hysteria and violent delirium that affected more than 200 residents and caused several deaths lsd the cause was later determined to have been poisoning by ergot a fungus Fungus. grown on rye bread (gasps) this sounds familiar which LSD is derived? Wasn't didn't we do something about the fungus? Salem witch trials? Oh! Yes, so that's I'm why everybody went crazy. <laughs> I don't know why you keep doing this. But <laughs> you're flying. Um, yes, so LSD. So yes, you were right. <clears throat> um, he also knew that the U.S. forces did indeed use biological weapons during the Korean War. So the prospect that he was becoming unhinged and knew all this bad stuff was real bad. <laughs> real, real bad. Real, real bad. <laughs> I think that's the uh, technical military is, term. Yes, that is a military a term. Real bad. <laughs> real bad. <laughs> so five days after being dosed with LSD, he was still disoriented. Like, well, yeah. He like he said he couldn't spell anymore. <laughs> he like <laughs> he couldn't tell time, and also like he was still in space, kind of. Yeah. Um. He was taken to go see a doctor who, coincidentally, was handpicked by Gottlieb. <laughs> I thought who, you were going to say handpicked by God. I was like, oh, no. My God. In his mind, probably. <laughs> On the LSG. Um, but Gottlieb knew that this doctor's first loyalty was MKUltra. Two. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good for Gottlieb. Bad for Olsen. Bad for Olsen. So a week after, so a couple days after he saw that doctor, um, they decided to send Olsen to a psychiatric hospital. And Olsen was like, yeah, that seems like a really good idea. Like, I would really like I would. That. I would like to go <laughs> yes, to Yes, I would, please. Yes, please. Um, and that night at 2.25 a.m., he went out the window. Oh, maybe he thought it was a door. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> this is the door, right? Oops. <laughs> Okay, so now grown up Eric Olson, so he learned that when he must have been 25, mm-hmm. and then he actually waited for his mom to die, which is sad, um, 
to exhume his father's body. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to like upset her. Yeah. So when they when he did that, a forensic pathologist found that there were no glass shards visible on the victim's head or neck. Mm-hmm. So the thing, and he visited in Wormwood, the one of the episodes I saw. He visited the hotel room mm-hmm. that he jumped or fell from, mm-hmm. and there's not a balcony or anything. He would literally oh. have to like dive headfirst out of it yeah to, or like run with his shoulder or something to hit uh-huh. it and so the fact that there was no like i glass. mean he's just bones but you know there's to be scrapes on his bones and yeah. stuff of glass mm-hmm. there was none of that um and they all he also found that even though Olsen landed on his back when he hit the ground. Mm-hmm. The skull above his left eye was disfigured. Oh, jeez. So, the old left eye disfigured. Uh, Classic. Pesky left eye. Pesky left eye. Um, so, uh, he said, I would venture to say that this hematoma is singular evidence of the possibility that Dr. Olsen was struck a stunning blow to the head by some person or instrument prior to his exiting through the window of room. 1018A. His name's Dr. Stars. S T A R R S. I feel like that's great. <laughs> it's, a great it's a great name. Uh, he said, I think Frank Olson was intentionally, intentionally, deliberately, with malice of forethought, thrown out of that window. Mm. Um, and then he said, it was definitely a murder, not a suicide. He said, this is not an LSD drug experiment story. It was represented in, oh, that was represented. As it was. <laughs> oh, no. Here we go again. Here we go. Okay. The death of Frank Olson on November 28th, 1953 was a murder, not a suicide. He declared, this is not an LSD drug experiment story as it was represented in 1975. This is a biological warfare story. Frank Olson did not die because he was an experimental guinea pig who experienced a, quote, bad trip. He died because of concern that he would divulge information concerning a highly classified CIA interrogation program in the the early 1950s concerning the use of biological weapons in the United States and the Korean War. So basically, Mm -hmm. he knew too much, so they killed him. That's why I like to, like, not know things. (laughs) That's why we should... I'm okay with not knowing things. See, I shouldn't learn history. Yeah, maybe maybe you shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) So most the moral of the story today, (laughs) children, don't learn. Leap this all out in your head (laughs) and don't learn further. Just don't learn. Most of the MK Ultra records were destroyed in 1973 by order of the CIA director, Mm. whose last name is Colby. 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 Jorts and Crocs. He was wearing Crocs. Yes. So this, I don't know if you know, but destroying records makes it really difficult to read records. Uh, you know, <laughs> I would th- I would think it would be quite difficult. Yeah. So it makes it difficult to complete an understanding of more than 150 funded research subproject sponsored by MKUltra and related to CIA programs. Mm. Also, MKUltra sponsoring people? They should. Sponsor us, MKUltra. Sponsor us, MKUltra. <laughs> CIA? We won't tell. <laughs> uh, but the church committee's report, that information um, had survived the destruction of records. So mm. probably there's a lot more than that. Yeah. So last, like, we're going to keep yeah, this one for later. I guess this is the least bad. We'll keep it. 
Um, the CIA itself subsequently acknowledged that these tests had. Okay. The CIA itself subsequently acknowledged that these tests had little scientific rationale. The agents conducting and monitoring the experiments were not qualified scientific observers. <laughs> no. Really? So good. Good. In 1994, the U.S. General Accounting Office... 1994. Wow. The U.S. General Accounting Office issued a report um, in September saying uh, between 1940 and 1974, the DOD and other national security agencies studied thousands of human subjects in tests and experiments involving hazardous substances. A quote from the study said working with the CIA the DOD yeah working with the CIA CIA the DOD gave hallucinogenic drugs to thousands of quote volunteer soldiers in 1950 and 19, 1950s and 1960s in addition to LSD the army also tested ooh it didn't spell this in phonetically oh quinolicoside <laughs> benzite <laughs> Not it. Check, uh, check our Instagram. We'll, we'll put the word just up in a picture so you know what we're talking about. Uh, its code name is Beezy. Beezy? Not Beezy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Beezy of a drug. You Beezy. You know Beezy. I haven't heard that word in 10 years. Okay. <laughs> Many of these. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Many of these were conducted under the so-called MK Ultra program established to counter perceived Soviet and Chinese advances and brainwashing techniques, which weren't real. Uh, that was me, not the quote. Between 1953 and 1964, the program consisted of 149 projects involving drug testing and other studies on unwitting human subjects. So, given the CIA, CIA's purposeful destruction of most records, its failure to follow the informed consent protocols with thousands of participants, the uncontrolled nature of the experiments, and the lack of follow-up data, the full impacts of MKUltra experiments, including deaths, not to mention permanent psychological damage, may never be enough. Just being a beezy. <laughs> that beezy. I just a oh, I wish instead of LSD it was beezy. I know, jeez, that'd be so great. <laughs> okay, that's all. Nice. Thank you. Great job. <laughs> Thanks. I learned so much. <sighs> okay. Good. My turn. Okay, tell me. So I am doing the Naira testimony. Okay. From October tenth of nineteen ninety. Okay. Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. I was. Born? One? Yeah. I was born in 89. One. Take that back. <laughs> I said you were born. Yeah, I was born. <laughs> I was not wrong. But before we get there, we have to go back. Mm. Yes. We gotta go back. We will get to 1990. Okay. To October 10th. I'm so excited. Um, so in early 1990, yeah. uh, Iraq accused Kuwait of stealing petroleum. Okay. Um, yeah. because they I've were heard doing, oil's a big business over there. <laughs> it's a big deal okay. over in the Middle East. Sure. Um, they were stealing petroleum through slant drilling or directional drilling, Ooh, which sneaky. is basically you're not drilling in a straight, like directly down. straight down. You just kind of go down and like turn. <laughs> so you're like making your tunneling out of prison, but with oil. Yeah. Okay. So they, they use slant drilling 
for if they need to do like a backup reserve or like if mm. they need a overflow location like okay. if they're gonna drill straight down but they want to have like somewhere for if something bad happens they have somewhere to direct the oil um they'll do that it's also um some people do use it to drill down on private land mm-hmm. and then go over to like federal land sneaky to get so it's sneaky um, also, uh, Saddam Hussein, you might have heard of him. Oh, I have. Um, he was also pissed off at Kuwait um, because for the Iran-Iraq war that happened before, um, Kuwait had given them $14 billion. Seems like a lot. And Kuwait wanted that money back. Oh, sure. Can I write a check? And... <laughs> Iraq's like, you know, how about mm-hmm. you just forgive us? You know, we don't have to pay you back. Yeah. And Kuwait's like, no, we kind of want our money you back. You gotta be good, friend. So Saddam was pissed. So he was kind of yes. looking for any reason to go to war or invade Kuwait, which is a tiny little country. Like, Kuwait is not very hmm. big. Hmm. <laughs> to I don't, I don't know if you'll find it because it's that uh, small. Um, it's by Iraq. Iran. Okay, we're looking it up. We'll we'll throw a map. Yeah, on, on the let's ground. throw a map up. Cause I know I see Afghanistan, Iran. I don't know how old this is. <laughs> I thought it was new. Okay. Anyways, carry on. Anyways, um, so Iraq is just mad at Kuwait. So on August second of nineteen ninety, Iraq invades Kuwait. Okay. Which is the start of the Gulf War. Okay. See? Heard of the Gulf War? I would love to take senior year history over again. Right? There's so many things that I like did not pay attention my to. My brother in law's a high school history teacher. We need to have him on. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd be like, Can you just teach us something? Just have like uh ninety us- days? How long's the quarter? Just ninety episodes of him <laughs> teaching us. <laughs> So, it was a two-day operation where uh, Iraq invaded Kuwait. Um, kind of caught them off guard. They weren't really, yeah. like, ready for them. And um, the mass size of the Kuwaiti army versus the Iraqi army, like, a little different. A lot smaller. Yeah. Hmm. Um, which led to a seven-month occupation of Kuwait by Iraq, where Saddam called... How many days? Seven months. Seven months. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Um, where Saddam called Kuwait the 19th... Um, I think it was. <laughs> yes, I've heard of that. The nineteenth. <laughs> it started with a P, but I don't remember what it's called. Nineteenth, like city of Iraq, essentially. Capital. Principal. I don't know. No. Parliament. Yes. Really? I think so. <laughs> I'm gonna guess. go with it. Okay. Um, and the U.S. supported. Kuwait. Small one. Because, yeah, because <laughs> we were like, oh, Iraq, you're being mean. We're going to support you. You're a big bully. Which, you know, if you've heard of Operation Desert Storm. I have done. That is this whole, it's all kind of like plays oh my together. Gosh, everything's coming together. It's all coming together. Again. So really after this. Go back to history class. Right? <laughs> so after um, the two day operation in August. Uh huh. Uh, there were reports of widespread looting in Kuwait by Iraqi soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, the UN representative Mohammed 
<clears throat> Abdul Hassan uh-huh. wrote a letter about it um, saying soldiers were looting office buildings, schools, and hospitals for air conditioners, computers, blackboards, desks, and even infant incubators and radiation equipment. I like how air conditioning was the person. They're like, it's friggin' it's hot. It's friggin' hot. <laughs> well, it is the Stupid Middle East. air conditioning. So... <laughs> In August. In August. (laughs) Yeah. That's a hot boy. So the media latched on to him saying they were taking infant incubators. Yeah, that's bad. Like latched onto it. Um, And it transformed into babies being taken off of incubators, being killed by Iraqi soldiers. Right. So they're not taking unused incubators. They're taking ones directly from babies. In their minds. Right. They're taking Um, infant or like preemies out. Yes. And killing babies. Right. Um, was that true or was that props? In there. Okay. Um, so the number went from 12 to 22 babies that were killed. Oh, boy. Um, this pulled at the United States heartstrings. Because, yeah. you know, we care. Same. Um, George H.W. H. Spoke about it in news conferences. Um, just, you know, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, this is what's going on over there and we need to help them out. No facts to back it up. Just the one guy's letter. Um, Before we get into the next piece of it, which is the testimony, um, I did want to talk about there was two. um, So what the U.S. did is they set up a, not really the U.S. did it, but like the U.S. kind of was like helping set it up. Um, It's called Citizens for a Free Kuwait. It was started by a Kuwaiti um, expat. So someone who lived in Kuwait Mm -hmm. and then moved over. Expatriate. Um, It was a public relations committee set up. Um, in the Kuwaiti embassy in D.C. It was based in the embassy, but okay. it was supposed to be working completely independent from the embassy. Uh-huh. Um, Hill & Knowlton is a public relations firm that was hired to assist um, citizens for a free Kuwait to, mm. you know, figure out how do we get the word out? How do we, you know, how do we get attention to this? Like, what do we do? What do we need to work on? Yeah. Um, they were essentially paid $12 million to help. Nice. <laughs> um, just sidebar, they, they also uh, represented the Church of Silent Scientology oh, from help. 1987 <laughs> to 1991. Good. They were dropped by the Church of Scientology in 91. Uh, Scientology dropped them? Because they supported <laughs> Eli Lilly, who made Prozac. Okay. So. Curious. They were like, mm, you're supporting somebody who makes, you know, pharmaceutical People drugs. Happy. Can't have that. <laughs> no, God so, forbid. Yeah, Scientology Literally. dropped them. <laughs> okay. Um, and this whole story with um, the babies being taken off the incubators, right. Amnesty International. Yes, heard of supported them. Supported it. Supported it. It was like, yes, this is happening. This is terrible. Yeah. So, do you see where this is going? I do. Okay. Um, so, on October 10th, 1990, um, the U.S. Human Rights Caucus was held. Caucus. And a 15-year-old <laughs> named... <laughs> You really almost just screwed I this. almost did. I couldn't. I tried I'm Sorry, really I'm a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> well, this was a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> Perfect. Um, named Naira. Didn't give her last name. Mm-hmm. Um, she also went by Nurse Naira. 15-year-old um, nurse. We'll get to there. Oh, um, testified to the U.S. Human Rights Caucus, which basically, it's not a committee, so they can't really, like, there's no actions being taken or anything like that it's basically as i read it it's just a pr 
blitz for okay. politicians. And she's in the U.S. She's in the U.S. Okay. Now. Okay. So she said she was there. Yeah. Because her sister had had a baby at mm-hmm. the end of July. Mm-hmm. And her sister. to her. Well, stop. Her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that wrong? No. Um, <laughs> I think that's amazing. Mazel um, So her sister had a baby and they left her, her sister and her mom and the baby left Kuwait and okay. she stayed back and it's like, I'm going to hang out for a few more weeks. Sure. It's and then fun she here. was volunteering as a nurse at a hospital in Kuwait. Mm-hmm. So she was helping that's out. She she was, how she's that's how she got okay. known as Nurse Naira. Um, she said that she saw Iraqi soldiers taking babies out of mm. incubators to die. So she did say. And okay. she had a four-minute-long testimony, um, which basically just says what she did, what happened, um, why she was there. Uh, she said, uh, when I was there, I saw the Iraqi soldiers come into the hospital with guns they took the babies out of the incubators, took the incubators and left the children and left the children to die on the cold floor. It was horrifying. I could not help but think of my nephew who was born premature and might have died that day. Hmm. Um, they destroyed everything in Kuwait. She was basically giving a first-hand account of what was going on with the Iraqi soldiers. Um, and she said uh, the Iraqis were making fun of President Bush and verbally and physically abusing my family and me on our way out of Kuwait. Hmm. We only did some because life in Kuwait became unbearable. Um, and she said, uh, I'm glad I'm 15, old enough to remember Kuwait before Saddam Hussein destroyed it, but young enough to rebuild it. Thank you. Hmm. Um, she didn't say how many babies were killed, but... Um, she saw some. She saw some. Okay. Uh, in her written testimony, um, she said, while I was there, I saw the Iraqi soldiers come into the hospital with guns and go into the room where 15 babies were in incubators. Hmm. And this testimony was not given under any oath. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was represented by Hill and Knowlton because they represented the citizens for Free Kuwait. And she was doing this on behalf of the citizens of Free Kuwait. Okay. Um, they distributed her written testimony as well as the video. Um, media got a hold of it. It was on all of the news programs. It was in print media. Uh, congressmen were talking about it. Um, and her account essentially helped Americans think favorably of entering into the Gulf War mm, and supporting Kuwait. Okay. Basically was like, yes, we need to go in. We need to... You know, get one of their own says it exactly. It's got to be true. It's got to be true. This is horrifying. Yeah, we can do something. Let's do something. Okay. Iraq denied all the allegations, so this wasn't true. Yeah, Um, this didn't happen. Um, And it's actually the Iraqi information minister Latif Nasif Al Jassim. Beautifully pronounced. Thank you. Um, Said you, HW. Um, as the president of a superpower, have to watch your words carefully and not act as a clown who re- repeats what he is told. So. Okay. Kind of, you know. So that all happens. We <laughs> go into the Gulf War. Yeah. Operation Desert Storm. All that fun stuff. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
Every, what you guys learned in high school. Yes. We don't have to remind you. Can you can Google everything that <laughs> happened between October 10th, 1990 and January 6th, 1992. Yes. January 6th, 1992, John MacArthur posted an op-ed in the New York Times. Okay. Basically saying, hey, remember this girl? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's false. Like. Her entire testimony was not under false, um, and it turned out what John MacArthur revealed is that Naira, because they're like they didn't give her last name. Yeah, Naira was the daughter of the Kuwaiti ambassador in D.C. God. <laughs> and where was the Citizens for a Free Kuwait DC. located? Washington D.C. In the Kuwait Embassy Good. in Washington, D.C. So a reliable source. Yes. She Some was not even in Kuwait. Ever. Ever. Well, she probably was, but at the time that she said she was. She wasn't a nurse. She wasn't there. Hmm. Um, so that kind of was like what the, you know, it's the daughter of the, um, of the ambassador, what's going on, and. Person who's going to gain the most from it. Exactly. Basically. And the ambassador was like, well, you know, if I wanted her to lie, I would have just hired, I wouldn't make my daughter do it. I would hire somebody else to do it. Would you though? Yeah. Daughter's really convenient. Yeah. Um, so there was an investigation into her testimony um, called the Kroll Report. It was nine weeks and 250 interviews. Um, determined that she was extremely coached by the PR firm of Hill and Knowlton to give the testimony, and it was wildly distorted at best. Um, She eventually, after hours of interviews and essentially, like, tweaking her story every so often, um, she said she'd only seen one baby out of an incubator for maybe moments, and she only spent maybe a couple hours at the hospital. She never actually volunteered there. Great. So it's all a lie. Good. Good. So it led the American people to basically it said okay, stop. Um, basically it was determined it was corrupt, deceptive, and unethical. Um, it was used to spread false or exaggerated tales of Iraqi atrocities. Um, which is not good. <laughs> no, no, it's not. not. Not good. It's not good. <laughs> um, nothing happened. No charges were ever filed. Mm. Nothing happened to to her. Um, how, sorry, you yeah. said already, but how old was she? She was 15. Okay, that's right. Um, at the time she gave her testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nothing happened to her because she wasn't under oath. Right. It wasn't an official investigation. It was wasn't... it recorded? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. You can listen to so her. So it wasn't just the uh, journalist making yeah. it up. You can actually hear her. You speak. can actually hear okay. her speaking. Okay. Um, and so then at the end of the Gulf War, what I thought was interesting. Okay. Was... Iraq returned some of the things to Kuwait because they're like, okay, fine, you can be your own country. Here's some stuff. <laughs> yeah. In the stuff they returned, they returned two incubators. <laughs> huh. Which they're like, people are, are uh, jumping on it and saying, this what? is proof that they took incubators, but it's no proof that no they ever took babies out of it and no. were, were killing 
babies and leaving them to die on the floor. So that is how we got involved hmm. um, in Iraq. Good. Um, and we all know how that ended up. Did um, it end? Oh, God. <laughs> So, yeah, that is the Naira oh my gosh, testimony. Good job. So, um, I wanted to ask this old one, but cut this out if I'm wrong. Is she the one in Nash, on the National Geographic cover with, like, the bright eyes? No. No. Okay. Cut that out. No. <laughs> no, but you can, you can find her um Who her is testimony. that? Do you know? Mm-hmm. We'll have to do an episode on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we're back. <laughs> Yeah, but you can find her testimony online. You can YouTube it. Oh, um, it's actually really powerful in um, the way she's speaking. You can, it kind of makes you feel like it's real. This is this actually huh. happened, and this fifteen-year-old girl witnessed it. I mean, she's got to be terrified, so it can't. I mean, but she, the thing is, she was never there. Yeah, but she was afraid of something else. Yeah, telling a different story. So like her. Yeah, I think she was. Fear she was very. Through, probably. She was coached extensively by. Yeah. Hill and Knowlton, hmm. which is still an active PR firm today. Oh, good. Yeah. That's great news. So yeah, that is the Myra oh, testimony. Oh my gosh! Good job. That That's so got interesting. Us into the Gulf War and wow. know, U.S. propaganda. Wow, That's so interesting. Yeah, not really U.S. propaganda, but like how propaganda can work yeah in the united states uh-huh huh yeah wow interesting i know good job yay yay Ooh, i really liked this i one. know this was i a feel good like one. we both learned a lot I well did. i learned a lot for both of ours <laughs> <laughs> i won't speak for you and the crazy thing is that, so i tried to look up where naira is today yeah there's nothing she, she probably like, changed you name can't find stuff. her yeah, I would have no idea where she is. Yeah, I mean she was fifteen. It's not her fault. And yeah. She probably got threatened a lot. So probably. she probably changed her, her probably name. Probably dad. Her dad was probably like, "You're gonna, you'll do this, and it'll be oh, she's back beneficial Kuwait, for Kuwait." And and yeah, blah 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 blah. You're saving your country. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, hope she's doing well. Yeah, Naira, what's up? <laughs> Naira, contact us. Sponsored by Naira. <laughs> uh, be a guest. Yeah, come be a guest. Tell your side of the story. Yeah. <laughs> so, <sighs> anyway, um, I think that's it for today. I think so. Today. Um, thanks so, for listening. Yes, always. Um, take a look at that pyramid. Well, yeah. Maybe we'll post it again at the, as the last picture on the Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what it was on called the, for a second. On the Instagram. <laughs> on the Instagram, on the inter- on the interwebs. <laughs> uh, so look at the um, topics on there and let us know if there's specific ones you want us to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, my, my friend has already told me a few that she oh. was like really excited for us oh. to talk about. So I don't know if we're going to do those, but she seems very excited. Well, if you guys also write in, we can say, oh, sorry, somebody else really wanted yeah. that. The most Dang. voted on was this. Uh. <laughs> okay, anyways, um, thanks for uh, being here with us yeah. again. And we love you. And mm-hmm. we mean it. I love you, Mina. Bye. Love you, Mina. Bye. (laughs) Bye.